10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again ladies and gentlemen and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host Jason Fornwald and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. I want to kick off this show by telling you guys something that I'm really excited about. I've decided to take on a 1776 push-up challenge for the month of July. Um, obviously in honor of July 4th, 1776, in honor of this great nation that we all love so very much. Um chose two charities that I have been asking my friends and anyone who listens to the podcast and really anyone who uh, cares about the country and wants to make a small contribution in honor of this challenge. Um, I selected Till Valhalla Project, which is one of my favorite companies on the planet. TVP not only offers the highest quality uh, patriotic gear at the most reasonable rates you're going to find, but they take a percentage of that uh, profit that they make and they make memorial plaques for um, our men and women who have fallen in the line of duty. Uh, they do that for military as well as first responders um, and anybody uh, suffering from PS PTSD um, who takes their own life here at home because their demons get a hold of them. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, their battlefield deaths as well. Um, but they make those plaques to honor our fallen troops and our fallen first responders. They also make uh, metal memorial bracelets uh, for families of fallen troops, and they really just do a, a great job of honoring the sacrifice that the great men and women who have kept this country standing for 246 years now um, deserve so very much. Um, and the other charity I selected is Wounded Warrior Project. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with them. Uh, and the great work that they help to do to assist our veterans. Um, certainly, if you would be interested in making a contribution to either of those great organizations, um, as I complete my 1,776 push-ups uh, throughout the month of July, I would be most grateful for that. Um, and I'll tell you guys straight up, you know, I, I received nothing from either company. I don't want any compensation from either company. You know, I, I just want to do something uh, to be able to give back a little bit myself to these organizations that do so much for our heroes. So that's something that I'm very, very excited to take on. And I've spent most of today um, putting back as much protein and hydration as I possibly can. Um, worked a double shift last night, and the site that I worked at, I work security as a lot of you guys know, but... The site that I worked at, you end up walking about a mile worth of rounds every hour and working 16 hours, that totaled about 16 miles. Um, and after every round that I did, I did 22 push-ups in honor of the, on average, 22 uh, American service members, veterans who take their lives every day. Um, that's got to stop. That number has to become zero. And I will continue to honor them in any humble way I can. But let me tell you, <laughs> After 16 miles of walking and what ended up being 572 push-ups at 48 years old, you can do the math. Um, I'm kind of feeling it a little bit today. 
but you know it's it's a good kind of pain because you know I know that I'm dedicating that to people who you know deserve the absolute world and so much more than that so if I'm hurting if I'm tired you know that makes me happy because you know there's a lot of people um, in the history of this great nation who have given infinitely more than I could ever imagine I mean literally up to and including you know their very last breath which is what makes our flag blow in the breeze um, so like I said if you would like to make a donation to Till Valhalla Project or a purchase from them uh, or a, a donation to Wounded Warrior Project you can go to either of their websites v Valhalla if you don't know is V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A um, TillValhallaProject.com and WoundedWarriorProject.com really would appreciate you guys if you would be able to do that please let me know if you do so that I can thank you publicly uh, on my social media outlets as well as here on the podcast um, and thank you guys very much for even considering that I really do appreciate it um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on the Supreme Court decisions this week I know that's the big news I know that's all everybody's talking about and Everybody has, you know, pretty much covered this from every possible conceivable angle. Um, and I don't want to rehash or, or bore you guys, you know, by spewing the same things that you've heard from other conservative pundits, um, many of whom have already said it better than I could anyway, um, including my buddy, Mr. Chris Blakeman. As you guys know, he hosts uh, the Ben Speaks podcast. If you really want to hear um, these decisions broken down from a constitutional point of view, Chris did it better than anybody. And, you know, to be honest, that's part of the reason that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I feel like in terms of the things that happened this week, you know, I can just go to his show's website and type cosign and call it good enough. Um, knock it out of the park as he always does. And I highly recommend listening to that. Um, what I am going to talk about, though, is the First Amendment and the Second Amendment are things that actually exist. You know, we have the, the right to uh, speech, to religion, to peaceful assembly, to press, uh, to petition our government for redress of grievances. Um, and, of course, we have the Second Amendment, which provides the right to keep and bear arms. And this most recent New York Supreme Court decision reaffirmed the right to bear arms. Heller had already been passed to affirm the right to keep them. Um, and so this case is really cut and dried. And I'm anxious to see what happens in my home state of Maryland as I broadcast here from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Um, I know our Attorney General Brian Frosch has already come out and condemned the Supreme Court decision. Not a surprise. You know, we are a very deeply blue state and though those of us out here in Garrett County and Allegheny County the two most uh, western counties in the state even though we try to counterbalance the idiots in Baltimore and Annapolis there just aren't enough of us to uh, to do that but I would think that he, his enforcement would have to become consistent with uh, the New York Supreme Court decision you know, federal law trumps state law. That's all there is to it. So I hope that uh, certainly the attorney general will consider his own position and consider what his responsibilities are, consider what the rights of the people are, and make a correct decision for what would be probably the second or third time in his life. Um, 
But I, I was really happy to find, too, that, you know, even though I am not a practicing Christian anymore and my faith is in a very, um, let's say, transitory kind of period and has been for a couple of years, um, much like leftist inflation, um, transitory doesn't mean a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Apparently that means a couple of years also. Um, so I've been in that transition for a little while. But I was very happy to find that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Joe Kennedy, the football coach who his case for the crime of praying at the 50-yard line after games by himself went all the way to the Supreme Court with those on the left saying that he didn't have the right to do that. I want to remind my friends on the left that the Establishment Clause ends thusly nor prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That meaning free exercise of religion. Um, it is true, you know, government cannot force a religion, choose a religion, push a religion, any of those things. And I certainly don't want to see that happen. Um, one of the greatest things about being an American is being free to choose how we live our lives. And faith is an important part of the lives of, of hundreds of millions of Americans. Um, and so that's something that I want to see maintained. You know, I don't want to see any faith crammed down anyone's throat. But when the Establishment Clause says flat out that government cannot prohibit free exercise of religion, you know, I expect that to be the case. Um, so I was glad to see that Coach Kennedy won his case. And have you guys noticed that liberals seem to condemn what is in the Constitution while fabricating things that are not in the Constitution and demanding that they be protected? Um, I, I don't really care about abortion. Um, you know, I, I am not in favor of it myself, but it's not a real hot-button issue for me. Um, and I, I recognize that while Roe v. Wade was in place, it was the law of the land, and so be it. You know, I mean, I certainly was not promising nights of rage or, you know, firebombing Planned Parenthood or anything like that. And, you know, I, well, well, you know, I mean, the Supreme Court took a position that I don't agree with. You know, I'll live my life and move forward. And, you know, it's it's funny because the Tenth Amendment says that Anything that is not written in the Constitution and enumerated power of the federal government or restricted by the federal government gets sent back to the states and to the people to make a decision, you know, and that's all this case did. They decided correctly that abortion not being in the Constitution should be a decision made by the states and, and made by the people. And that's precisely how our federalist system is intended to work. Um, you know, all, all these people saying that, you know, that the system is broken, the system's destroyed. No, it's not. You know, in, in this case, the system actually worked exactly the way it's supposed to. As the justices kicked this case, which, you know, again, abortion not being into the Constitution, back to the states and to the people to make a decision. You know, I mean, it's like these people are getting the right to decide this on their own, and they're rejecting that. <laughs> so I don't really understand that. Um, 
And everybody says that, well, you know, it's a bunch of old white men making their decisions about women's uteruses. Okay, is it really Justice Sotomayor? Is it really Justice Thomas? You know, is it really justice? You know, I don't know what a woman is. Are, are these are these the white males that are making the decisions for everybody? Because I'm, I'm lost. You know, the Supreme Court has never been a more accurate representation of American society than it is right now. So that argument is completely bogus. You know, as many of the arguments by our friends on the left tend to be. Um. But, you know, these, these people always scream about how broken, how destroyed, how awful, how undemocratic, how pathetic our system is, and how everything is broken. Everything is broken every time they lose. You know, 2016. Oh, my gosh. Putin had to have won the election for Trump. There's no other possible way this could happen. And see, we have this false dossier that we got from Russian intelligence agents. Now, ignore the fact that it's completely bogus. But we're going to take this and we're going to get a FOIA request and we're going to go to the FBI and we're going to have the FBI promise that Trump will never become president because our system is so entirely broken. There's no possible way he could have won. And we're, we're telling you right now, he hasn't even taken office yet, but we're going to impeach him. We're going to impeach him. And we're going to get rid of him because our system is so incredibly broken. There's never been such an unfair election in the history of the world. We've got to fix this by every corrupt means humanly possible. And that's what they attempted to do. Fast forward to 2020. Heading into the 2020 election, their saint, Saint Barack Hussein Obama, told them that, oh, it's impossible for anybody to interfere in American elections because everything is so spread out and nothing's online and there's no possible way to interfere in anything. You know, <laughs> and in 2020, that's what we were told. That's what we went with. You know, Obama actually said that before the 2016 election, said interference was totally impossible. But as soon as the leftists lose, all of a sudden, guess what happened? Putin interfered. Here's the dossier. You know, there's never been a more broken system. There's never been an election with this much cheating in it because we lost. Now, fast forward to 2020. Joe Biden wins. He destroys St. Obama's record by 7 million votes. 81 million people voted for a bitch that hid in his basement throughout the course of the entire campaign who got 12 people and eight pumpkins to show up at a rally where John Bon Jovi was playing on his behalf. 12 people and eight pumpkins. But he got 81 million votes. And it was, guess what? Now this was the absolute cleanest election in American history. There was no voter fraud whatsoever. Everything went off without a hitch. Look at us saving the democracy. Not realizing that it's a democratic republic, but we saved the democracy. This was the most perfect, most flawless election in human history. No one has ever done it better. It was perfectly clean because we won. You know, and it's the same thing with these Supreme Court decisions. You know, the, the New York gun decision kind of got buried once the abortion thing happened, but there are, they were all screaming about how this system has failed us. This system is broken. Everybody's going to be murdered now. All these crazy conservatives who broke the system in the first place are going to be out there gunning everybody down like happens in our liberal cities that we've completely controlled for 70 years every freaking weekend. Look how broken everything is. No. 
The right to keep and bear arms is clearly listed in language that a child can understand in the Second Amendment. It was decided correctly. The system worked flawlessly. Just as the system worked flawlessly in the abortion case, the Supreme Court didn't decide whether abortion is good or bad, legal or illegal. They correctly sent it back to the states for their own evaluation by the states and the people. Why is this a problem? You know, when decisions are returned to the American people, all of us should celebrate. I don't give a damn what the issue is. That's how this is supposed to work. What did Abraham Lincoln say? A government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall never perish from the earth. And I don't know about you. I know this country isn't perfect. I know we have a dark and checkered past. I know we've made our mistakes. But do any of us really want the nation that has provided more opportunity to more different kinds of people than any other in the history of the planet? Do we want that nation to disappear from the earth? Because if the people don't get to make the decisions, that is what's going to happen. We are not infallible, and we are not invincible. This country can fall. That's why there's a military. That's why there are people who are so deeply patriotic and who care so very much about this country and the issues that face it. We understand it can fall. How many Romans thought the Roman Empire would ever be a thing of the past? It is. You know, how many people thought the Brits that at one time controlled much of the planet, you know, would be reduced to what they have been? They have. Who would have thought the United States, after the fall of the Soviet Union, the only superpower left on the face of the earth, would see a day that we wouldn't be the only superpower anymore? Welcome to the club, China. And we can fall from the outside because of the Chinese. Do you understand how much of our debt they hold? Do you understand that they could have a draft and have more people in their military than we have in the entire United States? Have you seen how they're growing their navy? And they are going to attempt to take Taiwan back, and they have already threatened the weakest, most feckless leader on the planet right now, Joe Biden, with complete destruction if we get involved. And it's no wonder. You know, this is a perfect time for China to try to take Taiwan back. Look at Joe Biden's disaster in Afghanistan surrendering to the Taliban. And make no mistake, that's what we did. We surrendered and we turned tail and ran. And it was not the great men and women with the boots on the ground who did that. It was their pathetic, weak, terrible leadership. Biden and Milley have no clue what they're doing when it comes to the military. And quite frankly, Milley is just about a traitor. You know, I mean, he called China to undermine Trump's foreign policy. Hey, you guys are good. We're not going to attack you. You're just fine. You know, you want to take Taiwan, we don't care. We'll, we'll make sure that Trump can't do anything. You know, even if that's the case. And I certainly do not want a war with China. 
you want to talk about fugly, that would be fugly. You know, and as terrible as the Great War, the war to end all wars, World War One, yeah, that worked out really well. The war to end all wars, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, Desert Storm, you know, all of these places that are our young men and women, the, the best that we have to offer have served us so valiantly. A war with China would make those wars look like Grenada. You know, we don't want war with China. But at the same time, you don't want the Chinese to know that. You don't want Vladimir Putin to know that. You don't want Kim to know that. You know, speak softly and carry a big stick. You know, the, the United States still, in my opinion, has the greatest military on earth, and it's not because of our technology. It's because of our best and our brightest, those brave, those heroic, those incredible Americans, men and women, together, who love this country more than their own lives, who care about the Constitution more than their own lives, who care that that star-spangled banner does yet wave more than their own lives. That's why we still have the greatest military on earth. And whether or not you intend to use it aggressively, you want our enemies to believe that we will at the drop of a hat. You want them to be afraid to challenge us. You know, Emperor Hirohito said it during World War II. You can't invade the mainland of the United States. There would be a gun behind every blade of grass. Damn right. Damn right. Come try. And I don't really want him to try, but I want him to believe that threat is there. And it is. You know, I, I mean, you think these countries in the Middle East that build IEDs and all this stuff trying to protect themselves whenever... Uh, we're at war with them. You, you think they're a hassle. You think they're a headache. You think they're hard to take down. I mean, hell would have no fury like an America invaded. And we have to ensure that our enemies know that. And I, I really can't believe Millie did what he did. You, you know, I mean, you, you cannot, you cannot undermine the president like that. Like I said, it's borderline treasonous. And somehow the man is still allowed to wear that uniform. You know, if, if I was a Marine, I would be so pissed off that I wouldn't be able to see straight. And I would be protesting at the Pentagon peacefully, because that's the way our side does it. But I'd be at the Pentagon screaming at the top of my lungs every single day until he resigned. You know, you, you can't disgrace an honorable uniform like that and be allowed to remain in office. You just can't. And that's probably the first and last time you'll hear me say anything good about Marines. <laughs> you know, I mean, as a, as a former soldier, you've got to have the you got to have the friendly rivalry. And it is friendly. It doesn't sound like it when we're all together. But, you know, you got to have that friendly rivalry. But when it comes down to it, you know, I respect and I honor that Marine Corps uniform. They respect and honor mine. We respect and honor the Air Force. Deliver it for you and slip. Um, 
But in all seriousness, and the U.S. Navy, the Coast Guard, the Merchant Marines, you know, everybody out there putting their lives on the line for us every day. You know, we all respect each other. We all love each other. And we'll have those friendly rivalries and we'll enjoy the hell out of it. But cross the United States. Cross us. Mess with us. And, and you'll see those people drinking and yelling at each other at the bar, making fun of each other. You see them put those damn beer glasses down. And you'll get the ass-kicking of your life from all of us. And that's all there is to it. And it, like I said, it just it drives me nuts that Millie, I'm not going to call him general, that Millie is allowed to disgrace that uniform the way he has. It makes me absolutely sick. To that end, I want to announce another very important project that I've become involved with. It's called the American Patriot Pact. And myself and Chris Blakeman, who you hear me talk about all the time on here because he deserves it, um, retired Air Force Major uh, Ed Vesta, and another close friend of ours, uh, Mr. Robert Snowden, we got together, put together a little leadership group, and decided that we needed to do something. And the American Patriot Pact is what we came up with. Um, we are absolutely not a militia. In fact, our founding principles include in them a lifetime ban for anyone who exhibits any kind of racist behavior or threatens or suggests using violence first. There is a zero, zero, zero tolerance policy. It sucks that I have to tell you what we're not before I tell you what we are, but in this day and age, you know, <laughs> you start an organization with the word patriot in it, everybody automatically assumes you're a militia terrorist. Um, but that is most definitely not the case. It's just the, the liberals taking word patriot and making it into something hateful and evil, um, corrupting our language, as I did a show on a while back, you know, in, in order to make us an artificial enemy. Um, but what we are is a group of like-minded patriots who still have the deepest desire to defend our Constitution, to challenge unconstitutional laws and ideas, and to, of course, commit the heinous and disgusting crime of putting our country in front of all others, you know, taking care of Americans first. I know that in this day and age, according to the liberals, is terrorist policy, but, you know, we're going to we're going to stick with that part of it anyway. Um, but I, I definitely would like to continue to grow the organization. I'm going to include some information about it on our website, treehouseofliberty.us treehouseofliberty.us um, or you can con hit the uh, contact us button on the webpage and express your interest give me an idea of why you would be interested in joining a group like ours and I certainly you know with the other fine gentlemen involved in the leadership group you know would like to take a look at that and see if we can approve you for membership I know a lot of you guys are like me you look at what's happening you feel like one little lonely person who can't make a difference in anything. I've felt that way for a very long time. You know, this show is very important to me because I feel like what I have to say matters and makes a difference. Um, and one of the biggest differences that I try to make is trying to help my fellow patriots understand you are not alone. This is not your fight by yourself. It's our fight. You know, you have friends, you have comrades, you have allies out here 
who look at things the same way you do, who have the same concerns that you do, who are as desperate to make a change as you are. And if you are one of those people, please do get a hold of me and let me know that you would be interested in membership in the American Patriot Pact. We would love to have you. You know, we want as many like-minded patriots as we can get. We want ours to be a voice that is known and respected, you know, by our elected representatives, you know, by our media. And in growing in numbers, we grow in voice. We get louder, we get stronger, we get better. And having different opinions and different ideas and different ways of looking thing, looking at things, you know, makes us all better. I, I've told you guys from the day I started the show that if you disagree with me, I especially want to hear from you. And I do. You know, I, I will give anybody that disagrees with me the entire show if they want it. If they want me to not respond, I'll even do that. And the main reason for that is that I don't get better unless I have my ideas challenged. You know, and, and so there's there's no party line that you have to toe with the American Patriot Pact. You know, we want you as you are with the ideas that you have. As long as your goal is to protect the Constitution of the United States of America and make us the best nation we can be, we want you. And so please do consider that. Like I say, go to treehouseofliberty.us. I'll be putting the information on there. You can hit the Contact Us button. That will come directly to me. And we can have a conversation about, you know, why you want to join us and if you would be a good fit for the organization. I see that I've taken up about 29 minutes of your time now. I like to keep it right around 30. Because as you know, time is the most precious commodity that we have on this earth. So allow me to thank you very sincerely for another 30 minutes of yours. Good night. God bless you. God bless these United States of America. I hope you'll join us.